Hey folks, Coach Kevin here. I'm on vacation this week, so I have another classic Rewind episode for you. Today, we're digging back into the archives to bring you a Coach's Corner I originally released about this time last year. This was our most popular Coach's Corner, perhaps due to the clickbaity title. So without further ado, here's today's classic Rewind episode. Hello and welcome to the Over 50 Health and Wellness Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin English. I'm the founder of The Silver Edge, and our mission is to help you get into the best shape of your life, regardless of your age, so you can show up in life as the healthiest, strongest, most vital version of yourself. But before we get to today's show, I want to let you know that this show is brought to you by The Silver Edge. This is my online personal training and nutrition coaching business where we help you get off the exercise and diet hamster wheel and start making permanent healthy lifestyle changes so you can enjoy the second half of your life with strength and confidence and show up as the healthiest, strongest, most vital version of yourself no matter your age. If you're interested in learning more, send me an email at coach at silveredgefitness.com and we'll start a conversation about your personal fitness goals. Okay, enough of that. Let's get on with today's show. Today we have another edition of the Coach's Corner, so no guest today, it's just me, and we'll be back next week with our regular interview format. But today I want to talk to you about rapid fat loss, specifically what's involved with losing weight in a manner that's sustainable for the rest of your life. It seems to me that we don't so much have a problem losing weight, we have a problem maintaining our hard-won weight loss. And what we really need is a diet exit strategy. Okay, if you're ready, let's do this. Lose 20 pounds in two months. Okay, so for those of you that have been around here for a while, you're probably thinking, hey Kev, what's up with the clickbaity title of this show? And to those of you, I say, one, well done for identifying that for exactly what it is, and B, bear with me for a minute, we'll get to that. Now, for those of you that are new to the show or maybe are here because you'd love to lose 20 pounds in two months, I have some good news and some bad news, so please bear with me and we'll also get to that. But let's start our discussion of weight loss here. You need to be in a calorie deficit to lose weight. And that's really just a fancy way of saying that you need to burn more calories than you eat on a consistent basis. Which begs the question, what's wrong with having a 20-pound weight loss goal in two months? I suppose before we go any further, I should state that for most people, it is in fact entirely possible to lose 20 pounds in two months. But for 99% of you listening, I think this is a terrible idea. And here's why. Let's take an example. Consider Sarah. She's a hypothetical woman. She's 55 years old and is about 20 pounds overweight. She's currently going to an aerobics class two mornings a week, and she does Zumba class every Friday evening with some friends. She's been off and on diets most of her adult life with various amounts of success. But since COVID, she's really struggled with losing weight. Sarah's eating an average of 1,500 calories on the weekdays and about 2,000 calories on the weekends, and she feels stuck at her current weight of 150 pounds. 
Okay, so this should be pretty straightforward, right? We'll get Sarah into a calorie deficit and keep her there until she loses 20 pounds. So let's walk through exactly what this might look like. So we can say she's currently eating an average of 1,650 calories a day, which totals up to about 11,500 calories a week. And this is her maintenance calories. That is with her current exercise load and eating this amount, she neither gains nor loses weight, hence her feeling stuck. First things first, we need to get Sarah into a calorie deficit. That is her diet. Now, if we want her to lose 20 pounds in two months, we can't play around. That's an average of two and a half pounds of weight loss each week, and that's really aggressive. But that's okay. Sarah's tired of messing around, and she's dedicated to losing this weight. We ask Sarah to eat a total of 1,300 calories every day of the week, and she does. And we check back in with her a week later. She's actually down three pounds. She's elated. This is actually working. We tell her, great job, keep up the good work, only seven more weeks to go. When we check in with her at the end of the second week, she's lost another two and a half pounds. So in two weeks, she's down a total of five and a half pounds. She's on top of the world and more motivated than ever. We tell her what a fantastic job she's doing and remind her she's only got six more weeks to go. But when we check in with her at the end of the third week, she seems a bit down and she reports that she only lost half a pound during that last week. We confirm that she is, in fact, still eating 1,300 calories a day and that she's doing her two aerobics classes and her one Zumba class each week. And we decide to bump her activity up and ask her to add two more days of aerobics each week. And when she reports back at the end of her fourth week, she's lost another two pounds, bringing her weight loss total to eight pounds at our halfway point. Sarah's excited to have lost eight pounds, but by now she's definitely ready to get through this. The four weeks of dieting and now five days a week of fairly intense cardio are starting to wear on her. But at the end of week five, she reports back that not only has she not lost any weight that week, but that she's actually gained half a pound. She's depressed and frustrated and is definitely ready to get this horrible ordeal over with. We decide it's time to quit messing around and we ask her to eat 1,000 calories a day and to keep up with the five days of intense cardio classes. And at the end of week six, she's lost another two and a half pounds. So for those of you keeping score, we're now three quarters of the way through her two months and she's lost a total of 10 pounds, which if you remember is halfway towards her 20 pound weight loss goal. But now she's complaining of being irritable all the time and having wild hunger pains. In addition, she tells us she's not sleeping well. We reassure her that she's doing great. We give her a pep talk telling her how far she's come and remind her that she only has two more weeks to go. When Sarah checks in with us at the end of week seven, she doesn't look so good. She's pale and has dark circles under her eyes and tells us that she's lost another two pounds and she's disappointed that she's not going to reach her 20 pound weight loss goal. So we give her another pep talk and we tell her that 12 pounds is great and that she's only got one more week to go. We tell her she's a trooper and we encourage her to keep up the great work for these last seven days. Let's push hard to the end. When we meet with Sarah at the end of her eight weeks, she tells us that she's lost another pound and a half, bringing her total weight loss for eight weeks to 14 pounds. We congratulate her on her hard work and dedication, and we ask her if she wants to continue for another month, which will entail cutting her calories even further and maybe even adding a sixth day of cardio. But at this point, Sarah is a wreck. She's starving all the time, 
has no energy, she's irritable, can't sleep, and her libido is non-existent. Okay, let's pause here and talk about this. On one hand, we can say this was a success. Sarah lost 14 pounds in two short months. On the other hand, we can say that this was a failure. Her goal was 20 pounds in two months, and we didn't quite get there. But I would submit that we failed on an entirely different level. While we did get Sarah to lose 14 pounds in a very short time frame, which as you can see is no easy feat, we've done her a terrible disservice by leaving her in an unsustainable place. And by that, I mean Sarah came to us at 150 pounds and she's now down to 136 pounds. But now what? The only way she can maintain this new weight is to keep doing what she's currently doing. That is, she has to stay at a thousand calories a day and five days of pretty intense cardio a week just to maintain this new weight for the rest of her life. And not only is that simply unsustainable, this is a miserable existence. A thousand calories a day is nowhere near the healthy calories a woman her size and activity level should be eating. And while she probably enjoyed her two day a week aerobics class and the one day a week Zumba, but now with this five-day-a-week schedule, they've turned into torturous ordeals. But the minute she breaks from this new routine, she'll begin to gain her hard-loss weight back. Now, while Sarah is clearly a fictitious example, her avatar is extremely common. Many of our coaching clients come to us in exactly the same starting point. And it seems like a paradox, but these people, like Sarah, are under-eating and overweight on day one. Now, you may be thinking, hold up, how can someone be under-eating and overweight at the same time? That doesn't sound right. But our bodies are amazing and complex organisms and have evolved to adapt to many situations, especially food scarcity. In other words, our bodies are hardwired for survival. In Sarah's case, her body doesn't understand that she lives in an environment of food abundance and that she was simply on a temporary diet. Her body perceived that diet as food scarcity and took appropriate steps to ensure her continued survival by slowing down her metabolism, which in turn slowed down the number of calories she burned through each day, which in turn led to her weight loss plateaus. And then when we asked Sarah to bump up her cardio from three days a week to five days a week, her body became even more alarmed and went even further into survival mode, slowing her metabolism even more. Unfortunately, Sarah's experience is all too common in our modern diet culture. Over half of our weight loss clients are in exactly the same position when they come to us. And hopefully after walking through Sarah's example, you can see why the common advice of eat less and move more is a bit misleading and oversimplified. So let's switch gears here and take a few minutes to talk through a different prescription for Sarah and her weight loss goals. Let's say that Sarah comes to us a year after her two-month rapid weight loss experience, and not only has she gained back that 14 pounds that she's lost, but she's gained a few bonus pounds back to boot. She's now defaulted back to her pre-diet way of eating, so she's once again eating an average of 1650 calories a day, and she's back to doing her aerobics twice a week and her Zumba class with her friends every Friday night. So first things first, we're going to have to reset her timeline expectations. While 20 pounds in two months sounds great, as we've just seen, it's simply not realistic. Certainly not in any sort of long-term, lifetime sustainable sense. 
And to be honest, this might be a tough conversation. If Sarah had her heart set on two months, she's not going to like it when we tell her that this is likely a year-long journey, maybe even longer. Okay, so Sarah's not particularly thrilled with our timeline, but she is determined to lose this weight permanently. Now comes the fun part. We are actually going to ask Sarah to eat more food, not less, each day. We're going to bump her calories up to 1,800 per day to start with. In addition, we're going to ask her which she likes the most, her cardio classes or her Zumba class. She says she can't imagine not doing her weekly Zumba class with her friends, so we ask her to drop her two aerobics classes and replace them with weightlifting. At this point, she might be thinking, holy crap, I want a refund. I'm trying to lose weight, and my maniac coach wants me to eat more and start lifting weights. I don't want to get big and bulky. So we patiently explain to Sarah that we want to restore her metabolism before we move into a fat loss phase. And the way we'll do this is by slowly bumping up her calories each week until we get her somewhere in the neighborhood of 23 to 2400 calories a day. And we assure her that she will not, in fact, grow giant, unsightly muscles with her two days a week of weightlifting. Sarah seriously considers firing us and giving the folks over at Lose 20 Pounds in Two Months another try. But remembering how she felt like complete death at the end of that experience and how fast all that hard loss weight came insidiously creeping back onto her body, she decides to stick around and give this program a go. She's pleasantly surprised when she checks in after her first week. She really expected to gain weight, but her weight held solid. She reports that the weightlifting exercise we gave her were a bit challenging because they were so new, and we encourage her to stick with it, and we bump her calories up to 1,900 this week. And then we bump them up to 2,000 the next week, then 2,100 the next, 2,200 the next, until we finally have her eating 2,300 calories every day. And here's the crazy part. We've increased her total daily calories from 1,650 to 2,300 in six weeks, and she's only gained a total of two pounds during that time. Yet she reports that her clothes fit better. She has more energy. She's generally in a great mood, and she's been sleeping like a baby. She's gotten comfortable with the weights and is feeling strong and confident, and she's ready to take on more. Now Sarah is ready to go on a diet. One of the biggest mistakes the diet industry makes is immediately going straight to the diet without considering metabolic health and how a calorie deficit would negatively affect a dieter's overall health. And we have room for Sarah to start a fat loss phase. Her new daily maintenance calories are 2300 as opposed to 1650. So we change up her exercise programming a bit. Now she's doing three days of strength training and one day of Zumba, and we cut her calories back to 1,900 a day. And she loses two pounds the first week, two pounds the second week, one pound the third week, and a half pound the fourth week. So we decide to cut her calories back to 1,650 starting at week five, and she loses a pound and a half that week, another pound the seventh week, another pound the eighth, and half a pound the ninth. That's a total of nine and a half pounds in nine weeks, and Sarah is ecstatic. She still feels great, but she's definitely feeling a bit hungry at 1650 calories. But now what? Do we cut her calories even further and try and eke out more fat loss? Nope. We're going to reverse her out of this diet. We'll add 100 daily calories per week. 
So she finished this fat loss phase at 1,650 calories. The next week, she'll eat 1,750 calories a day. The next week, we'll bump her up to 1,850. 1,950 the next. Then we'll jump to 2,100 the next. 2,250 the next. And finally, we'll bring her all the way up to 2,400 daily calories. If we do this properly, Sarah will gain very little weight in this process. And the little weight that she does gain will be muscle as opposed to fat. So let's recap this timeline. We've been working with Sarah for a total of 22 weeks at this point, just over five months. She spent the first six weeks in a small but growing calorie surplus and getting stronger. Then we transitioned to nine weeks of calorie restriction in her fat loss phase, where she lost a total of nine and a half pounds. Then she spent the next seven weeks reversing out of that calorie deficit. And let's say she gained a total of a pound and a half during her reverse diet. That makes her net weight loss so far seven pounds. Seven pounds in about five and a half months. Okay, nothing earth shattering, but not too shabby either. But here's the thing. She's seven pounds lighter, but is now eating considerably more food each day than when she started. In other words, she came into our program with her maintenance calories set at 1,650 and her new maintenance calories are 2,400. That's another 750 calories each day that she's eating and she's maintaining this new lighter weight. Now let's imagine we run this same 16-week cycle a couple more times. That's nine weeks in a calorie deficit fat loss phase and another seven weeks or so of reverse dieting back to maintenance. Then we'll add in a few weeks at the top of each reverse phase. We'll want Sarah's body to settle in at 2,400 calories and her metabolism to get comfortable here before jumping back into another fat loss phase. And here's the truly magical part of all this. At the end of a year or so, Sarah has not only lost her 20 pounds, but she looks and feels great. She's strong, healthy, vibrant, and confident, and she's eating 2,400 calories to maintain her new physique. And if you remember back to where she was at the end of her lose 20 pounds in two months ordeal, she was sick, stressed out, feeling miserable, and eating a paltry 1,000 calories a day, and she was a slave to her five times a week cardio sessions. But Look at Sarah now. She's lean, strong, healthy, and eating 2,400 calories a day. When she first started, she was very uncertain about the gym and strength training, but now she's come to love her weight training sessions. And as she's gotten stronger and seen her body transforming, she started to make healthier food choices to honor the hard work that she was doing in the gym. She's completely transformed herself in a way that is sustainable for the rest of her life. So there you have it. Unfortunately, Sarah's first experience is all too common in the health and fitness industry. Part of the fault is on the savvy marketers that want to sell us weight loss supplements, smoothies, diets, and programs, but the other half falls on us, the consumers. We live in an instant gratification culture where we're conditioned to get what we want and get it fast. But unfortunately, there are no shortcuts to obtaining a lifelong, lean, healthy body. Okay, that's our show for today, folks. Again, I'll put links to everything we talked about in the show notes, and you can find that over at silveredgefitness.com slash episode 139. 
If you enjoyed this podcast, don't forget, we have other free resources over at silveredgefree.com. There you'll find our top mini guides with top tips on nutrition, exercise, and lifestyle. So feel free to head over there and download anything that might be useful to you and your health and wellness journey. As we wrap up our time together today, you can show your support for this show in two important ways. One is to tell a friend about this podcast and encourage them to give it a listen. The second is to give this podcast a five-star review on whatever platform you listen to podcasts on, and be sure to subscribe and follow so you don't miss future episodes. I really appreciate you spending your time with me today, and until next time, stay strong. Stay strong.